Hey all, welcome to The Freedom Experience, where I inspire business owners to build more valuable businesses and achieve their ideal exits. I'm Jean Moncrief, and every week I answer your questions or bring on expert guests who share their journeys, their strategies, and their secrets to help you create a more valuable business, a business that brings you joy, and when the time's right, you can sell at a premium. If you're a business owner, and you're looking for a dream team of experts to help you maximize the value of your business and find the freedom you dreamt of when you set off on your entrepreneurial journey, then you're in the right place. This week, we're talking about how do I build a sustainable competitive advantage and why finding a sustainable competitive advantage is so important. Yeah, you know, if your business has a, a competitive advantage and, and ideally a sustainable competitive advantage, it becomes impossible or at least more difficult or costly for your competitors to emulate your business and to take market share away from you. It also becomes easier for you to run the business. And that's because marketing a genuinely unique business is, well, a piece of cake compared to trying to drive interest in a me too provider of, well, with nothing that sets you apart from the competition. And what's more, when you manage to carve out a sustainable competitive advantage, well, your business is more likely to attract acquirers and, and sell for a significant premium. So let's dive into how you can carve out the sustainable competitive advantage for your business and start reaping rewards. I mean, it's one of those questions that I get from just about every entrepreneurial business owner that I work with. You know, what is this competitive advantage thing and how do I, how do I get my head around it? Well, Let's start with what it's not, and the first couple of things. Sustainable, a sustainable competitive advantage is not built on being all things to all people. That's simply a recipe for disaster. Um, and the second thing is that a sustainable competitive advantage is far more than a whole lot of, sort of marketing or, or random acts of marketing. So many of the business owners I work with get hung up on trying to figure out perfect branding or designing a new website or tripping over how to articulate their value proposition and, and build a go-to-market strategy. And don't get me wrong, getting that stuff right is really important. But more often than not, the reason your business doesn't have this solid moat around it, the solid moat that creates a competitive advantage, the reason that you're having so much trouble trying to define your value proposition and to develop that go-to-market strategy is that you've basically gone completely off the reservation in terms of what your business actually does. And the key to finding a sustainable competitive advantage isn't as much about this great marketing strategy or trying to kind of nail down that compelling value, comp uh, value proposition. It's more about simplifying your business and finding or realigning your area of focus with your customer needs. So let me try and use an example to demonstrate what I'm talking about. And, and imagine if you will, for a moment, just close your eyes or wait, rather not if you're driving a car or flying a plane or whatever you're doing. Um, but imagine a dartboard with all your products and services kind of laid out on that dartboard. So in the middle, you've got this bullseye and then you've got these concentric rings that go around it. And to make things easier, let me do the imagining for you. So you're a PR agency um, and you've got lost 
kind of along the way. So here's, here's what it looks like. The bullseye represents the core focus of your PR agency, its core competencies. It's the whole reason that you started the business in the beginning. So you've built this career in PR um, and you've, you've built a really strong reputation in the sector. So you decide to go off and spread your wings and start your own PR, PR firm and build a small dedicated team to providing first-class PR services. That's your bullseye, that's your value proposition, that's what you're all about. Now, you start off, things go well, and your clients start referring you, and you you, you start sort of doing some articles for them, and you, you write these articles, and then they ask you to do a little bit of work on their website, so you do that work on the website, and it's, it's not your bullseye, it's kind of the next ring around the bullseye, it's just kind of drifting a little bit out. Um, and it takes you away from that core competency of PR, but the work pays well, and you have the skills in-house, and you do a good job. And because you do a good job, you take on a bit more business, you take on a few more referrals, your reputation grows, and before you know it, you're starting to do a few other things. You're starting to do a little bit of advertising copy, and maybe writing some emails, and then... You know, those are in the kind of next ring around your bullseye. And then all of a sudden, the client asks you to do some website design and maybe a bit of digital marketing. Now, you've done this in your own business or somewhere else. So you think, ah, might as well do it. Now you're in kind of another ring further out. So you just imagine that dartboard and imagine the darts hitting it. They're no longer hitting the bullseye. They're starting to kind of go out into those concentric circles that, or the circles that go around the bullseye. And before you know it, you realize you can do a little bit of SEO work and... Along the way, you hire specialists to, full, to fulfill these services, taking your business further and further away from PR. Finally, you get this great opportunity to make a short-term profit, maybe managing Facebook ads for a client because, hey, you can write copy in it and it's hardly a huge leap from organic social and you create that content anyway, so you jump at the chance. And then before you know it, you're suddenly managing the client's digital ad spend or, or media buying. And this is no longer even remotely connected to your core competency. You're no longer hitting the dartboard at all. You've gone completely off and you're hitting the wall behind it. So, first of all, I'm using an agency as an example here because I so often see this with agencies. They start off with this amazing core competency. And then before then, before you know it, they're kind of just trying to be all things to all people. Uh, and along the way, they, they're making profit but what happens is they hit the ceiling. So you find this agency that started off with a really great value proposition and could have built a competitive advantage around it. They become all things to all people and they make some money off it, but then they start to bang their head up. And the reason that they they start banging their head against this glass ceiling is that they've, or you have as the owner, if you're listening to this in your own agency, you've stretched yourself a mile wide and an inch deep. And you just kind of, as the owner, picking up pieces everywhere. And you've ultimately destroyed your competitive advantage and become just another one of the countless kind of me too agencies that are out there. So if this story resonates or you, 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 it sounds familiar, I mean, it certainly does to me, it's crucial that you return to your business's area of focus and that you walk away from trying to do all these other things. So I hope this example has, has given you a good sense of what I'm talking about. Let's let's get into how you you can kind of deal with this now. So, 
you know, so often as business owners, we're always, particularly as entrepreneurs, we're always chasing that next shiny object. And the result, well, is exactly what I've been talking about. We prioritize the short-term profits over what we're insanely good at, at what is at the center of the dartboard as, as our core competencies. And we keep moving further and further away from those core capabilities. We spread ourselves at mile wide and inch deep, and we just make it impossible to build sustainable competitive advantage. So what we want to do is we want to start stripping back things, stripping things back to the area of your core focus. And it's a huge step towards building this moat around your business. Um, but you know, obviously once you're offering a whole lot of products and services and making money from all of them, it's, it's difficult to step back. You know, how do you choose what to get rid of and what to focus on? And so often I see business owners clinging to a whole lot of products and services like their life preserves, desperately trying to keep themselves afloat and pouring resources into them. You know, let, let's market this product for a while. Um, no, no, wait, wait, let's build a new product over there or oh, wait, stop marketing that and let's go and do this over there. You, you get the idea that's kind of random acts of marketing and product creation and let, let's try this for a while and then jump over to that and oh, there's an opportunity to build this product so let's build it and market it. And what's happening is that everybody's just getting completely stretched. Product people, marketing people, sales people and you, you all stretch, the money is stretched. You can't market any of these products properly. You can't articulate your value proposition properly. You're spinning so many plates, you just don't know what to con to con uh, what to do. So now, if you're confused about how to solve this, let me share a couple of tips and a five-point framework that can help you. So first, how do you uncover your niche? How do you kind of look at what's going on at the moment and uncover things? And if you're struggling with that, one of the ways is to, or there's two things. Here. One is to look at your revenue streams, and the second is to look at your clients. So if you, number one, if you take a look at the revenue streams, you can take a look at where the majority of your revenue is coming from. So if we go back to that PR business, if 80% of the revenue in that PR business is coming from PR articles, web copy, um, and, and this makes up the vast majority of that agency's revenue, well, it's safe to say that jettisoning the rest is probably not gonna have a big impact on your revenue and then focusing on being an exceptional PR agency and building a sustainable competitive advantage around that is gonna bring you the most value. The second thing you can do is to take a look at your clients. And again, using the PR agency as an example, if we were to analyze that PR agency, we might discover that almost all of the clients come from, for instance, three verticals, maybe catering, restaurants, venue finders. And because these clients all operate in the same space and sure they may have like a few technology companies they work with and whatever else but because these clients operate in the same space it's simple to sort of pivot the agency to being the go-to PR agency for food services businesses and that's a small well-defined niche that your agency could be come the world's number one or region's number one agency in that space and a real-world example of that is a, a marketing agency in Ann Arbor called Neuphoric, or sorry, in Chicago called Neuphoric, who do one thing very, very well. They help caterers and venues build loyal clients and drive qualified sales leads. So they've done that and they've, they, they focus 
on that's where their revenue comes from. That's who their clients are. And they've just focused on being the very, very best they can be in that niche. And along the way, they've built a sustainable competitive advantage that's very difficult for a competitor to easily come along and, and replicate. Now, there's a number of different frameworks for this. So the example I've used is one of the frameworks. Let's go through the five frameworks that you could use um, as you're trying to think about your core offer and, and how to start building this competitive advantage around it and, and just sort of stripping things away to what makes the, to to the core competencies and building that moat in that industry. So number one, and I'll go through the five and then I'll, I'll kind of go through each of them with a little example. So number one, provide a no fraud service at a lower cost. Number two, provide a premium service at a higher cost. Number three, provide a broad range of products or services to a niche sector. Number four, provide a niche product or service to a broad range of sectors. And number five, create a novel in innovation. So let's get into it. Number one, provide a no fraud service at a low cost. Any, any ideas here? Airlines. Southwest Airline in the US, Ryanair in Europe, they're great examples of this model. They offer no frills flights at a price their competitors can't easily match or can't match. Um, they've just got so good at doing it. Now, a word of warning here. If you can't be number one at a lower cost, there's, there's no point in getting into this. You don't want to be number two at a low cost model. Um, you, know, you, you, you basically want to do what these guys have done and become, build your competitive advantage about uh, around being low cost, but you want to be number one at that. Um, so they, in the case of the airlines, the target market is people who want to get to A from A to B for less, and they stay loyal because of that. They basically want to take a bus in the sky to get from where they are to where they want to go. So if you're going the low cost model, make sure that you can actually compete at the lowest cost. Number two is providing a premium service at a higher cost. You know, so sticking with the airline model, just contrast Southwest and Ryanair with airlines like British Airways, Delta, Air France. They've got kind of first class services, premium services, and people fly with these premium airlines and, and expect to pay more in return for top of the line service that their competition can't match. They stay loyal for that reason. Um, so two thing, two opposite things there. One is providing a no fraud service at a lower cost. The other is provide a premium service at a higher cost. Number three, have a broad range of products or services to a very niche sector. This is what Nuforic did. So you could be kind of a, a marketing company for just, or digital marketing agency for just um, folks in the food services industry. Or you could be an HR for eco-friendly organizations, or you could be the marketing person or the go-to marketing company for yoga instructors, or you could build software for freelancers. So there's countless businesses who have found success in becoming the go-to provider of a generic product or service in a very narrow niche. The fourth one is to provide a niche product or service to a broad range of existing sectors. So for example, you could compose theme songs for podcasts or do hand-drawn explainer videos or create banana-like cones that have caution wet floor uh, on them. You know, those, those kind of banana-looking cones that you will, ah, maybe the banana yellow in colors makes, would make me think of them as bananas, but caution wet floor. So it's a laser focus on a single product or service 
that can serve your business incredibly well. And then finally, number five is to create a novel innovation. You know, something that's patented technology where there's a strong demand for it and uh, you, you can create a competitive advantage around that. And I mean, iPhones are probably one of the best examples there. So those five frameworks again, provide no frill service at a lower cost, provide a premium service at a higher cost. Number three, provide a broad range of products or services to a niche sector. Uh, number four, provide a niche product or service to a broad range of sectors. And number five, create a novel innovation. And obviously I'll make sure those are in the show notes. So here's a little exercise um, that can help take you to the next level. So the first thing you did was you thought about what your core was, you thought about that dartboard and you just went back to your core offering. And the second thing we talked about was a framework to kind of help you figure out where you position that. And the third thing about building a sustainable competitive advantage is, is building some uniqueness into your business. What makes you different from all of the competitors out there? Um, and let's start right now. Just pull out a piece of paper and a pen, pause this or, yeah, or do it straight afterwards. Um, but write down everything that sets you apart from your competition. Everything that comes to mind that you think of that, I'm this, this, this makes me different from the com- competition. Now, a word to the wise here. Whenever I go through this exercises with entrepreneurs, um, I, you know, one of the things that always happens is that they list out a whole lot of things that are not really unique. And they're kind of those me too things. So there are things on the list like we've got the best service or we're the cheapest or our app integrates with the most software. But you can't build a moat around your business on great customer service alone because it's not unique. Everybody's trying to do it. So I want you to really dig deep here and I want you to look for or to write down things that are truly unique about your business. And, and ideally this list contains like three things that are truly unique from your competitors. You, so you, your competitors might be able to replicate one of these things. They may be able to go toe to toe with you on two of these things, but hell, replicating three unique features that you've carved out in your business is either gonna be impossible or prohibitively difficult and expensive. So. Let me give you an example. Let me give you my ones. The first thing is, for two decades, kind of going on three, I've walked in your shoes. I've built, founded, raised capital, scaled, exited multiple businesses. I know the stresses you're going through. So I've walked in your shoes. The second one is I'm focused on helping you build value over just simply looking at growth and revenue. You'll see so many companies out there talking about growth and revenue and putting your numbers up. I'm here to help you create value. And with that creation of value, you, your growth and revenue should come along with it. And the third thing for me is client, my client selection process. I only engage with clients I know that I can help. So my three uniques, and you know, this is really different from others, is that I've walked in your shoes. I prioritize value, building value over growth and revenue, and my client selection process. So then use those as food for thought. Now, let's talk about keeping your advantage sustainable once you've, once you've figured this all out. Once you've identified the foundations of your, of your castle and you've started to build this moat around it, the next step is, 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 is making it sustainable. 
And the first thing in, in that is, is absolute clarity. You need to get clear on what your business excels at or could excel at. So understanding that, understanding your castle. And it's not a five minute um, sort of once and done process. It's an ongoing process of refining your core offering and ensuring that you're always absolute, always an absolute rock star at that. You just keep practicing, keep getting better and better and better at that one thing you do insanely well. And then number two, once you've found that area where you're a true superstar, you need to ignore all the other shiny objects that are gonna pull your darts away from the bullseye. All those other objects along that pathway to success Sure, they might be profitable in the short term, but believe me, they're going to be distractions from your core sort of focus area in the long term. And it's a lot easier to avoid them when you've run the numbers and you know that you're on this surefire path to success. So make sure you've, you've got that absolute clarity and that once you've found what you're a true rock star or superstar at, that you ignore all those other shiny objects that probably put you in the position you're in right now. So thanks very much for tuning into this week's podcast or this episode. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, if you're interested in potentially working with me to build a more valuable business that really does thrive without you and come time to sell attracts outlandish offers, I'd love to hear from you. Reach out to me on, on LinkedIn, John Moncrief, or on my website, johnmoncrief.com, and just drop me a note. Um, add podcast to that so I know where you're coming from. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, then please support the show by leaving a review and a rating uh, and subscribing to hear further uh, future episodes. Thanks very much for tuning in. I appreciate your time.